We are I. Canada has been the center of attention for, you know, quite a while. Well, I shouldn't say quite a while. The last couple of years, you know, because of this trucker convoy and the freedom convoy and what Justin Trudeau and how his government reacted to it. Again, just like COVID, ignoring all the evidence, all the actual real-time data, you know, trying to skew and mislead the public you know, which was so easy for politicians to be able to do, you know, pre-social media, you know, pre, you know, hyper-adaptation to the internet. You know, and this is one of the main reasons why that Justin Trudeau wants to, you know, control the internet and news in Canada so that, you know, he can control public messaging. And this is widely accepted because this is something that we're also being, or Canada, I shouldn't say we, our federal government here in Canada is being heavily criticized for. Like, why? Why would you want to censor the internet and the news and have actual news outlets not be able to report the news? And I'm not talking about independent journalism, which we absolutely need. I'm talking about, you know, major news organizations not being able to report the news in Canada, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. You know, but yesterday there was this historic decision by our Supreme Court. Finally, finally, our courts do something that sway public opinion back to having trust in them. You know, saying and stating that Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act that broke our constitutional rights as Canadians, overstepped and exercised an abuse of power. A severe overreaction. Yes, we all know this. Freezing people's bank accounts, cutting off their credit cards, threatening to cancel their insurance, ruining their credit scores. These are all things that happened. And knowing that by the time that he invoked the Emergencies Act, there was no violence in Ottawa. The borders had been reopened. There was no threat to Canada or Canadian citizens. And the Emergencies Act is for severe threat, immediate threat, immediate attack by another country or from within. And we all knew it wasn't that. No matter how much JT kicked and screamed and Cynthia Freeland and Mendocino and all these fucking pieces of shit in Canada, no matter how much they kicked and screamed, we all knew it wasn't that. No matter what Global News or CBC or, you know, CTV tried to spin, no matter how many times they were caught turning cameras in the wrong direction to be able to paint the narrative they needed to paint, but how there's no support. They went to the back of the line and faced the camera in the opposite direction to show the one or two people at the end of a group of tens of thousands. 
They've been caught multiple times doing this, trying to spin the narrative. Never mind with our Canadian military already being caught for, you know, running psychological operations to be able to support a COVID narrative. How do we know they weren't doing it then to try to turn people against each other to even greater degree in Canada? So we now have to entertain that that's a real possibility because no, I'm not, you're not, nobody is a conspiracy theorist by saying that because they were fucking caught doing it. And this is why I say that this is such a historic win. Because of the fact that, you know, we get, we catch these greasy fuckers doing this all the time. And finally, the court had said, enough is enough. And the best part and the worst part about our judicial system here in Canada, and I know this going through, you know, this federal court system and wanting to be able to appeal something in federal court is that when a judge gives their reasons for judgment and then subsequently produces their orders from those reasons for judgment. They have their opinion. This is the whole thing is their their opinion and their understanding of the law, common law. Common law is there has been other common decisions. You're not creating any new law. You're not creating any new understanding. This is this judge's understanding of what these other judges did in the past and saying this is how I apply it to my reasons in the future. Now, this can't be appealed. That alone cannot be appealed. The only thing that can be appealed is, is the actual law they use themselves. So let me paint this as an easy, digestible example. If, if you were in court for running a red light and a judge said, you know what? Because according to law X, I believe that you can run a red light if there's nobody around. If you're in the middle of nowhere, you can treat a red light like a four-way stop and you can proceed with caution. And then that went to appeal. The Crown appealed it. And say there actually isn't that law, because to be honest with you, I don't know if there is or not. They could appeal that, and the appellate court would say, you know what, Judge Y, there actually is no law that says that. You have an error in law, so you can't give your reasons for judgment, your opinion, based on an error in law. So we're going to overturn your decision. Now, if there is that law, or something vaguely close that they can leverage as their opinion for the reasons for judgment. It can't be appealed because the law is sound or sound enough that there's not enough overwhelming evidence that they should overturn that based on the facts. So it has to be a blatant disregard of the law. It can't even necessarily be close, but that's where good lawyering comes in. Instead of it's close, you may be able to squeak that through. You may be able to sway that opinion, but very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. No matter whether or not that you agree with something, and I had in my case, I had something that was absolutely flagrant that the judge said. That was his opinion. And 
But it didn't matter because it was his opinion and he can have an opinion because the law that he stated to be able to garner that was sound enough, not even 100%, was sound enough that I was I got told by multiple lawyers I wouldn't win upon appeal. And this has nothing to do with a criminal case. This is actually family court. But the one thing that I realized in this where you say, well, it's family court, it's different in a situation like this. It's like, no, it's not. Because judges are judges. On their docket in a day, they could have a divorce in the morning, you know, a fraud case in the afternoon, a murder trial late afternoon, and then to top it off with parking violations before they go home for the day. There is no judges that are specific to X. There's not. I thought there was, but there's not. They hear everything. And this is actually a shame, I think, because then they don't specialize in their field. There should be judges that specifically only deal with a major topic, but there's not. And I think this is a real fundamental problem that we have in our judicial system. But like I said, not digressing into that, the biggest thing is, is knowing that as long as the law was sound, we have a huge win. But this also is a huge cornerstone that even if it does get turned in appeal, that lawyers can go back and say, this was an opinion of a judge. This is what they found. Yes, it got overturned, but this is what this judge thought and how they thought and what they felt and the, and the reason they came to it. So they can still use it as leverage. But again, knowing that Rulo and all the bullshit that he heard, somebody that's in Justin Cho's pocket that's been heavily criticized Ever since their his bullshit fucking, you know, little mock trial public inquiry bullshit. And the thing is, this judge heard all the evidence from that. It was still like, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Which is great. This is a huge win. I think this is what us as Canadians need because you've seen the celebrations nationwide. And most importantly to me, you see the celebrations from our conservative government. This isn't something that they're taking lightly because a lot of them have been saying the same thing right from the very beginning. They're like, what in the actual fuck are we doing in Canada right now with Canadian law, considering you still have one ex-premier who's still alive, who helped pen the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada in 1983? So, a huge win for the nation of Canada, and maybe we it's one step closer to not being the laughing stock of the international community of reason, because we are. Everything from MMA fighters like Sean Strickland giving interviews, you know, all the way up to, you know, your Joe Rogans and your Dana White's, to sitting prime ministers and presidents of other countries around the fucking world. All of them. The one thing that they all see, and where we all unite, is they know that there is that freedom convoy, that trucker movement. They know. We made it well known. The citizens of this country made it known that we do not agree. And that is worth its weight in gold. 